gathered and they weren't all segmented and everything. And I'm sure that Peter and James and Bartholomew and Matthew, all of those guys had to deal with crying babies. And eventually Mary or Martha or one of them said, you know, if you'll keep the nursery next week, I'll keep it this week. Because <laughs> I'd really like to hear Peter. <laughs> and maybe you could even teach a Bible lesson on their side, on their age levels. And we'd be, you know, that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? And hence was the birth of children's ministry and nursery. But I do want to thank those of you who have come today in the Bible uh, to dedicate your children to Jesus. And I, we've got so many parents and so many people here. Uh, we're just thankful for that. But uh, God places the highest of value on the lives of children. He really does. Every life is precious to him. And uh, not just the saving of that life for birth, but the, the molding and shaping of that life, uh, that person for life. God gives us children as special gifts. Psalm 127.3 says <coughs> that children are a gift of the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me, haven't coughed all morning. Get up here and start. But throughout our lives, uh, people hopefully give us a lot of different gifts. And uh, some gifts come with strings attached. <laughs> some don't. In this case, though, to you young parents, I want to say that God gives you gifts, your children, but there definitely are strings attached. Since God has given you the precious precious gift of children one of the strings that's attached to it is he wants you to understand and he wants to help you with it but he does want you to understand the awesome sobering responsibility you have as a parent to mold and influence and shape a young life and hopefully bring that person that life that he's given you that gift to him first to see them saved and then to see them discipled grow up to be a godly young man a godly young lady and serve the lord and so God really wants you, and he wants to help you to teach them who he really is. How he loves us unconditionally. And he wants you and me as parents to do our best to lead our children by example. And show, not just, not just say, but show what a Christian really is to be. He charges us the responsibility to provide for and protect and nurture our children. Help them live out their God-given purpose in this world. To learn to love Him. To learn to really love other people. And to learn to really spread the word. And so, God is going to help you do that. He's going to care for you. He's going to guide you. And I'm going to ask you these questions today in just a moment when I get you up here on stage. But I want to introduce you first. And uh, again, don't worry about it if kids get crying or whatever just do whatever you got to do that's fine to keep them uh you know calm or let them cry doesn't bother me a bit let me introduce to you one couple jonathan and amanda thomas and uh their newest little boy philip russell thomas he's about a year old and if you are family once they get up here we want you to stand all right and so john your mom told me to call you Jonathan, and that's why I did it. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't say a word to me. I was joking with her. <laughs> I joked with her about it. I'm going to let Amanda, <coughs> if you would, there's your certificate. We made those specially for you. It's personalized. And, uh, and, and basically, can I just use yours to read for one second? It says Calvary Baptist Church. I don't know if you can see it, but 
We made those in office overwhelmed with joy, praying that you will love God, love others, and spread the word with your whole life. We dedicate Philip Russell Thomas to the Lord Jesus Christ this Sunday, July 31st, 2016. And then it's signed and it has Proverbs 22, 6 on it. We also have a gift for you. And what we have is um, this, through years of ministry, is the greatest gift we've ever been able to give to families. And it's a copy of God's Word, but it's the Read With Me Bible. You may already have it. I don't know. I hope not. But it's just a great Bible full of pictures. It's animated that you can sit down with your child and just begin to read him the stories of the gospel of God and see how God all through creation has worked and how there's a God that created him, how God loves him, how we fell into sin, but through his son Jesus, God is going to redeem this world and one day restore this world. So that's a great, great gift. That's from your church family. Now, they're here, so let me get family, immediate family, to stand if you're here. Grandparents, relatives, whatever. God bless you. Thank you for coming today. Now, I understand that he is named after two NC State quarterbacks, something like that. <laughs> now, that's the truth. Oh, and you may be seated. I'm sorry. I left you standing. I forgot. We're in a Baptist church. You have to tell people to stand or sit down. It, it, you is, know. it is his turn to name. It was what now? It is John's turn to name. It was John's turn to name. <laughs> well, UNC's never had a decent quarterback, or I'd challenge that. But <laughs> Hey, buddy. This young fellow was my very first visit as pastor here, wasn't he? You were born, and, and boy, the Lord just blessed you. Can I hold him? You think he'll let me? Man, he is a big old fella, isn't he? Let's see the choir. You see him? Look at there. He's like, why are they all waving at me? That is so funny, isn't it? These kids don't know what in the heck's going on. Well, buddy, we love you. Let me just kind of huddle up with you and... He loves daddy, doesn't he? He's a happy boy. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you so much for your love for us and the way you, your word says that you set the solitary in families. Lord, I just pray for my little buddy here, Philip. I ask you, Lord, to bless him. I ask you to use him. I pray for John and Amanda and ask you to... Just continue to help them grow in godliness and be the very best parents they can be, Lord. I pray that you will just bless their family. And may that little voice that we just heard be used to proclaim the gospel of Jesus all the days of his life. Bless him, Lord. We present him to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, give them a hand if you would. All right. We love y'all so much. You can be seated. John, I didn't mean to do what I did when we were up here. I was sitting there holding, you know, him and just, just, are you going to call him, is it Russell or Philip? Philip, I was sitting there just rubbing him. And then when I put my hand on John's shoulder as we were praying, I felt myself, I just rubbing John's shoulder. <laughs> I was like, okay, I better chill on that. So, <laughs> didn't mean that, brother. Let me introduce another couple to you. <laughs> It really was. I'm not making that up at all. Did it twice. <laughs> Grayson and Katie Biedenball and their son Landon Aldridge. He's about two months old. And he was born May 24th. 
And then we're going to get family to stand. Any relatives that are here today, would you stand? And let's give them a, a hand. We love you so much. So I'll turn around now and we'll see who has the empty hands. There's your certificate of dedication. How's it feel? Does it? Can I hold them? We're going to try. All right. Now, Mom's probably saying, now, now Pastor, just support the head, right? Look at this. Look, just look at that, huh? Isn't that precious? What you, somebody said he loves the choir. Look at him. Hey. Hey, little buddy. Gonna call him Landon, is that right? But I know Aldridge is like a family name, isn't it? Was your granddad's name? Oh, that's awesome. So there's sentimentality there, real meaning. Precious. Changes your whole life, doesn't it? 24. <laughs> Just wait, it, it ain't started yet, has it? <laughs> it really hasn't, <laughs> I promise you. It really hasn't now. Here, let me just pray for him and let's dedicate him to the Lord. If I can get mom and dad to lay a hand on him here somewhere, just touch him a little bit. Fathers, we thank you for little Landon, those little precious blue eyes. And Lord, as I could tell when dad just touched him and mom touched him and spoke to him and put the little taffy in his mouth, he just got comforted. I pray that he would always find comfort in you that way, Lord. We lift him up to you and ask you to bless this child. We present him to you and dedicate him to your use, Lord. He's yours, not ours. He's yours. Lord, use him. Bless Grace and Katie. Give them every gift that they need to be awesome parents. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm, amen. How precious. Would you give them a hand, please? We're just trying to keep the passy from falling on the ground, right? <laughs> we love you guys so much. You're so please just watch your step as you go down. And then let me get Justin and Fawn Hutchins up here and their son Leland Michael Hutchins. He's about a year and a half old, was born January 10th, 2015. Once you're up here, I'll see who's got the free hands for the gift. Again, these are from your church family. It's that one of those Read Me Bibles. And then a personalized certificate that will just uh, be something you can hopefully keep and uh, be a blessing to you. And uh, if your family, would you stand, please? We'd like to recognize you. We are incredibly, incredibly thankful. So Leland or Michael? Leland, wow. Well, now I know he's a little bit sleepy today, isn't he? <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you doing? I like him. He's waking up some. Look at that smile earlier, boy. He wasn't. Tell us a little bit. He, as I understand, is your little miracle that you were told that you would not be able to have children. Is that correct? But you were, obviously, right? And what a blessing, man. What an awesome blessing. You know, God chooses sometimes to give children, sometimes not. And that's within his plan, and we don't always understand that. But we are so thankful that God has really just blessed your family and put you in a good church home here where you can just be ministered to and watch him grow in the Lord. Let me pray for you and let's dedicate. You think he'll let me hold him? I don't know. Come on, buddy. Yeah. 
see that? They almost always see the microphone. <laughs> Let's see if he can go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry to all of you. I had to show him something interesting. It's awesome. Let's pray. Can you lay a hand on him too here, Dad? Father, we just pray. I pray for this family. And Lord, I ask you to take my little buddy here, Lord, and use his precious little hands. I see his mom just holding his hand. I pray that this family would always be this, use his hands for your glory. And Lord, I pray this family would always be this close, this close to one another because they're all this close to you. Take him, mold him, use little Michael, Lord, as far as like, uh, maybe even like Michael, the archangel, one of the strong ones. Thank you for this little miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, he's just looking at me smiling, wasn't he? Congratulations. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for bringing and presenting him to the Lord. And then let me get Adam and Christy Johnston. Adam and Christy Johnston. And their son, James Gary Johnston. you got a lot of family here today. Adam and Christy, we're thankful for you. And how are you? This is Avery. You know what I heard, Avery? I heard that this little fella loves you a lot. Is that right? But I bet he's a mess too, isn't he? Does he ever get in trouble? Sometimes they're that little, they just tear things up, don't they? They just grab things, and little boy, I said, he's what now, about a year and a half, I think he said? Yeah. Awesome. So are you um, calling him James or Gary or what? James. There was an apostle named James, and so, yeah. Think he'll let me hold him? We'll see. <laughs> That's right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> see, they all know I'm a grandpa. <laughs> He's just looking at all of you. He can't figure out what is going on. But he does really love her a lot, doesn't he? And that's awesome. Well, can we pray for your little brother right now? Could we do that, Avery? And Mom, if you could, just kind of, let's all just get where we can kind of touch him and we just want to pray for him. Father, we thank you for little James. And as his hand right now, Lord, you just, he's just reaching out and looking and reached out for his dad's glasses. And I pray that his hands and mind and heart would always be grasping after you, Lord. That he would never be satisfied except in you. And I pray that he would be satisfied in you, that he would find you as his Lord and Savior that he would one day be in heaven, but that he'd be used mightily. Lord, he's a solid little fellow. We pray your blessings on him. We lift him up to you, present him to you, Lord Jesus, this day. In your name we pray, amen. <laughs> I was trying, brother. <laughs> he just, he was leaning and stretching out there. You just go after God like that. Family, would you stand, please? I about forgot to get you to stand. And you got a whole pew packed out down there. Good deal. Good deal. Now, did I give you your gift? I didn't yet, did I? Let me get that. These things are always fun with me doing them. No matter how much color coding Wanda does for me, there's your certificate and your Bible. She'll color code them, put them in order, and I'll get them mixed up on the way down here. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Christy. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for bringing your children today. Let me get uh, Tony and Katie Bridges. Come on up, and they have their son, Skyler. Skyler Jackson. Hey, do you know what do you know what my middle name is? Same as yours, Jackson. 
but it's spelled different. Yours is spelled cooler. It is, J-A-X-S-O-N. I like that. That's cool. And so mom said that they've had a good time this week. I told him, I said, I like that tight haircut, boy. It feels good in the summer, don't it? Daddy must have cut that, though, didn't he? Mom was ready to get him, <laughs> cut all that pretty hair off of that boy. Let me get over here, brother, and get your, uh, I appreciate you guys. I know he's, what, about three now, I think, somewhere in that age? Just turned four. My goodness, four years old. There's that, brother, and there's your certificate. Now, I ain't ever held a big fella like you. Can I hold you? Come on to Pastor Jack. You know what I got over in the other building? What do I got over there? You remember what I got over there? Got some sun-drop slushies. Look here. Look here. I cheated. I brought me one of the pulp. You're going to have to go see all that stuff back there. That's what preachers do. They keep all kind of good stuff, candy and all kind of stuff. <laughs> they tell you not to bring it in church, but they put it back there and hide it. <laughs> That's just wrong, ain't it? <laughs> He's going to be like, man, how can I get my kids to <laughs> stop eating candy? But how are you doing, precious? Is this boy a mess? He is a mess, ain't he? Because he's a boy. Let's pray for him as you dedicate him to the Lord. Father. Thank you for Tony and Katie, and thank you for little Skylar, their family, their precious daughter here. Lord, we lift him up to you. We ask you, Lord, to, oh God, help him to use his passion, his drive for you. Lord, work in his heart. Bring him to yourself. Sanctify him. God, we pray for Tony and Katie. Just give them everything they need. Meet every need financially, every way, Lord, emotionally. Uh, give all these parents, Lord, the patience that they need to be good parents. And I pray your blessings on them as they dedicate him, little Skylar Jackson, to you today. We lift him up to you and ask you to use him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we want him to use you too, and he already is. You're a sweetie pie. Okay? We love you. Oh, family. Thank you. That's right. Family. Oh, my goodness. Half the church. Stand up. <laughs> Come on. We want to recognize you. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. And then let me get uh, what I think is one of our sweetest possessions in the church, people I have a heart for, because I was raised by a single mom, and it's tough, and I admire you more than you'll ever know. Let me get Jamie Bridges to come right on up here with her son, Tristan, Josiah Bridges. He's about three months old, and you got your daughter with you, right? Yeah, she wanted to come too. Now, how old are you? seven I could tell you were a lot more than three months <laughs> you're a pretty young lady and you're gonna do fine but you're gonna have a good time trying to raise him what if I cut let me get you to get his gift can we do that Tristan Josiah Bridges my fingernails won't hardly work and just hold that and don't bend it up much but thank you that's awesome and that's a Bible in there that mom can read to you guys at night Different people give you a uh, give you a Bible story, tell you about Jesus who loves you. Can I hold him? Think you'll let me hold him? Yeah. All right. We're gonna try. She said he's a snuggler. <laughs> look at there. How precious! Look, wide-eyed boy, just wide-eyed. <laughs> that is awesome. And he was one of the babies that I got to visit in the hospital too. Mm -hmm. I don't get to visit them all, but I did get to visit him. I'm so thankful for you, and I'm gonna be praying for you. Yeah in a huge way. Thank you.
for just, oh, look at there. <laughs> I wish you could see that. That is not just gas. He's smiling. <laughs> she said it's probably gas. <laughs> probably is. You might, you won't send drop slushy, don't you? <laughs> you do, I bet, don't you? Yes. Will you come to VBS tonight? We're going to make a ton of them, okay? All right, so let's just, do you feel I'm calling Tristan? Or mm -hmm. Okay, let's pray for little Tristan. Can you just kind of lay a hand on him? You just kind of touch him there. There you go. Father, we just pray for little Tristan and lift him up to you, Lord, and ask you to take care of him. And, Lord, to bless him, use his little life for you. Lord, he is wide-eyed and open awake. I pray that he would always be that way in life. That his eyes, his gaze would be lifted upward towards you. God, put within the heart of this little fellow to seek you. Seek you. Help his mom, Lord, please. God, just give her everything she's going to need. Help her leave the rest in your hands, Lord. I was raised by a single mom, and Lord, I mean, not that I've accomplished anything, but Lord, I, I'm serving you today, and same can happen with these little precious children. I pray your blessings, Lord, on both of them and on this family. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, don't, you are so welcome. I love you. Don't you dare lose that thing, though, okay? Right, <laughs> or we're going to all be in trouble, right? Oh. Oop, it just about got gone there. Good to, oh, yeah, family. <laughs> My wife is sitting there going, you're going to forget somebody yet. Yeah, pretty much. Thank you all. We love you so much. Thank you. We love you. Love you, darling. All right, so we're going to get Stefan and Jenna McQuage. Is that how your last name is pronounced? McQued. McQuag. You see, I even tried to spell it phonetically. Yeah. And I still messed it up, man. Listen, I've had to spell mine all my life, buddy, and, and so they still misspell it, and, and yours is even more difficult sometimes, so it's, it's, it's something that happens. I tell people all the time, you can, you can call me anything you want, just don't, don't leave the S out of it when you spell it. Yeah, it makes it homely. That's exactly right. And so let me get family to stand before I forget. I even wrote family on every card in bright, bright red. I really did. You should, you should try this sometime, by the way. <laughs> it's not, not too easy. And so you've got little, uh, is it Cambry? Is that the way you pronounce it? Cambry? Hey, Cambry, how are you? How precious. She's about two years old. You just had a birthday a little while back, didn't you? About a month ago, I think. And so you sure did. And now you've got little Kyla Faith. And uh, she's about two months old, right? How much did she weigh when she was born, if you don't mind my asking? 713, so not too small. You just look so tiny because you look, you're so big. You're growing so precious. I love your little shoes. Can you show them your shoes? Aren't they pretty? <laughs> they are. I've got a granddaughter, and every time she comes up, first thing she wants to say, it doesn't matter if she's got on a worn-out T-shirt. She's like, I got I got shirt on, or I got shoes. You know, they love to show off their, their stuff, so... So are you, what are you going to call her? Cambry? Kyla. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Kyla Cambry. Yeah, and Kyla. Yep. I didn't know if you are going to call her Grace or whatever, but that's fine. Yeah, her middle name's Grace. Okay, well, I'll get it straightened we can call out. Her Cambry. I'll get it straightened out. 
Yeah, you'll always hear Cambry, uh, Cambry Grace when you're in trouble, right? <laughs> That's what you do. You hear both of your names. You think, uh, you think Kyle will let me hold her? She's pretty calm, looking pretty calm there. Oh, my goodness, we got to let folks just see you. Now, I got her. I wish folks could just see you a little bit. Oh, she's got her eyes fixed on Daddy. <laughs> she will not take them off. There you go. Look at there. Can you guys see that, baby? How precious. You're so precious. You want your pastors? Oh, boy, it scares me to death holding one that small, brother. Let's pray for her. Father, we just thank you so much for your love for us. Wow, what beautiful blue eyes. And wow, what a precious little girl down on the floor here. And God, these sweet young parents, we pray for them. And Lord, we ask you to bless this family. We dedicate both of these children to you, Lord. They're yours. Lord, you made them. You brought them into this world. You have created this family, God. Use this family for your glory. Use them, Lord, in a strong and powerful way to glorify the name of your dear son. We dedicate these children to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, let me get you your gift, too, okay? And, uh, yeah, you, you take your time. Two, two, that, two guys here handling this little baby. We ought to. Mom could probably do that with one hand. But, but not me, not us. Cambry, let me give you this, okay? This is a certificate for Cambry, but you carry the bag. Oh, it's so heavy. There's a certificate. And then one for Kyla. So we love you guys so much, and we thank the Lord for you. Would you give them a hand? We love y'all. A lot of kids, right? This church takes the command to make disciples very seriously. <laughs> Sorry, I know that was a <laughs> not a good joke. Let me get Sarah up here, Sarah Ransom and daughter Mia Grace. You may bring everyone with you or whomever you're wanting to. Sarah, you just come right on. Yeah, give these folks a hand. Is it pronounced, good to see you, brother. Is it pronounced Pacheo? Pacheco. Pacheco. I knew I'd mess it up. I can't get the, 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 the common English names correct, so I knew I'd mess it up. Hey. I tell you what, she has been working so much, even with that little baby around this church and just carrying that little tiny baby everywhere she goes. You named her Mia, Mia Grace. Oh, wow. Can I hold her? Tiny. Oh, my goodness. You got to see this. Look at that. You guys are so blessed, aren't you? Look at this little thing. Look at that. You understand? That's amazing. That's a gift from God, right? What a gift of God. We love you. If you are family or someone in their small group, would you stand? Would you stand? We'd like to recognize you if you're in our Sunday school class. Or you, yeah. I know your Sunday school class has been a blessing to you. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to let you hold her. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because the same thing happens to you, right? <laughs> Amen, brother. 
Well, let me pray for you, okay? And let's pray for her. Father, I pray for this family, and I want to just lay hands on her. Lord, I ask you to bless this child in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Lord, take her and use her. God, glorify your name through her. And Lord, please, I pray that you would just bless this family, meet their every need, help them in every way, Lord, to, to have a, a good godly home and to lead this child to you. That little Mia might serve you all of her life. And that little voice that we hear, that it might praise your name and bring glory to you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, let me give you your gift, Dad, okay? Because she's... There you go. There's your certificate and, uh, and a gift for you. God bless you. Wow. All right, now somebody do me a favor and tell me what time it is. Somebody that's got an accurate watch, not one of you that's five minutes ahead. It's what time? Six or seven till. See, Joy, see, Joy is on stage all the time, so she knows better than just to tell me what time it is. She knows to tell me how many minutes I got left. That's right, isn't it? Six or seven minutes till, and you just, you just know what you got. Listen, I just want to say a few words. I can save this sermon for another time. I'll never fit it in in six minutes, trust me. If I did preach it, I wouldn't do it any justice. You see the title, though, don't you? Help. <laughs> I live in a family, and they <laughs> are not perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's never us, but they are not perfect, and they're not. Everything we've talked about here today is not just pomp and circumstance. It's not just something to honor families, although it does honor families. It's not just something to say what a precious gift from God, although children are a precious gift for God. We want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. As a dad, I'm 56 years old. I've got three children, two girls, one boy, two grandchildren now, which seems so weird to me to say. And, and you know what? People have told some of you this all your life. I promise you it's the truth. You're going to blink your eyes one day, and you're going to be where I am. You're going to blink your eyes, and you're going to go, wow, how time flew. But I want to say this. God loves you. God really loves you. He has been so misrepresented in this world by men and women. And God loves families, and God loves singles, and God loves everybody. God loves you so much, and he loves every one of these kids so much. This great God who created the world so that he would have people to, to spend intimate time with and love on and them love him back and have a great relationship. God created us with this incredible, amazing destiny. And then we rebelled. The Bible teaches that Adam and Eve sinned. God gave them very clear commands, and he gave them all kinds of blessings. And he just told them one thing, don't do that. And they did what? The one thing. There's this great God who created us, and we fell. We fell into sin, and it wasn't as though it just was like we got dirty and we needed to be washed off. You know, before I, sh I shook all your hands this morning, 
I washed my hands before I did, and after I did, I went and got hand sanitizer before I touched these babies. But that's not the problem with our sin. It's not something that can just be lightly taken and washed off. It was as though when Adam and Eve rebelled, it really changed them. They became part of the, part of the fallen race. Enemies of God is how the scripture, I mean, we might not be looking at God and saying with our words, I hate you, but the Bible says time and again, God has said, go this way, do this and you'll live. And we, by our actions and by our deeds, have said, no, God, I'm going this way. And the Bible says that our sins separated between us and this great God who created us and who loves us. And God is perfectly just. And as a perfectly just God, do you understand what that means? I'm not sure. Sometimes we don't. But in other words, if you had a judge on a bench, if he were perfectly just, he would never let a knowingly guilty man go free. If a judge lets a man or woman that he knows is guilty just walk out and he says, oh, it's all right, you, go your way, it, don't worry about it. The judge himself becomes a criminal. And that's why God has to deal with sin, because because sin has wronged him and because there has been a wrong and that wrong had to be made right and God rather than just punish us for our sins and make it right that way God was willing to have a son through the Virgin Mary God sent his son his son the Lord Jesus God of all this world in a little baby form like that it's amazing and he lived as one of us and he grew up but the Bible says he never sinned not once and he could live that way because he was God. He never sinned. And yet what happened to him? He was punished on a cross. Just to put it simple, that's exactly what happened. He, just, he was punished, but he wasn't being punished for his sin. He was being punished for whose? For ours. That's why if you're not in church much, maybe you don't know this, but that's why you'll see sometimes a cross. You think, why do they have that cross? Well, it's that which on which Jesus died. And sometimes you'll see Jesus hanging on the cross, you know, and... That's why he died, was to pay for our sins. It wasn't just that people were mean to him. It wasn't that they were just cruel to him, and they were, but it, but it wasn't. It was because he was paying a price for you and for me, for our sin. And now, because a price has been paid, because someone innocent suffered, God took our punishment out on him. Now, when you and I come to to the Lord Jesus, and we understand that, and we say, God, I've sinned. Just like we would come to mom or dad, God, I sinned. God, I've done wrong, but I do believe your son died for me to pay for my sins, and Lord, I ask you to forgive me based on his death. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, save me from hell. You know what he'll do? His payment will be placed on your account. His perfect righteousness. And all your sin and all of my sin is placed on his account. It's literally in the scripture. It's literally an accounting term. God the Father's in heaven. I'm down here and I want to get to heaven when I die, but my sin is weighing me down, keeping me from getting to heaven. Jesus came down to this earth, died on a cross, and somehow, mysteriously, but he did it. We're told this plainly in scripture, on the cross, when Jesus died, and, and when I put my faith in him, somehow God places all of my sin on the Lord Jesus. And that leaves me free to rise and go to heaven. 
the gospel just can't be any more simple. God has done everything he can do to save you. Short of making you a puppet, and he doesn't want to do that. You can't force love. There's no such thing. <laughs> you might as well talk about a square circle as to talk about forced love. It doesn't happen. Love has, is a response. Love, True love is a response. And when you and I respond to everything that God has done for us to save us from hell, to give us a new life, to give us great life here, at least a life that's free from a guilty conscience and the shame of sin and the fear of hell and so much more. When we turn to him and say, forgive me, I love you, save me. The Bible says this, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? First word, whosoever, that means you. That means me. That's all I did on August 13th, 1984. I just heard exactly what you heard in one form or another, but it was the same content, basically, and I just said, you mean to tell me, even with all the sin I have in my life, God will save me? And the guy said, yeah, if you're serious. In fact, that guy sitting right over there, Tony Harper, he said, yeah, if you're serious, you commit your life to Jesus Christ, he will save you right now. And I said, he's going to have to save me with my sin because I don't know if I'm even ready to give it up right now. But I don't want to die and go to hell. And you know what? He said, he'll save you. If you're serious, he'll save you. And then he'll give you the strength. He'll come to live inside of you and he'll give you the strength to get rid of the sins that are, you're struggling with. See, I thought I had to get rid of the junk and then I could be a Christian. But the biggest junk I had in my heart was that I was refusing to receive Christ. That was bigger than alcohol, that was bigger than drugs, that was bigger than stealing, that was bigger than anything else. He said, you put first things first. You get your soul right with Jesus. I promise you, he'll give you the strength to, to live for him. And I've never found him or the word of God to be a liar. Are you saved? As I started out, I said, God has been sorely misrepresented, and he has. He is a loving God. He is a kind God. He's a good God. He is a God who took his own son and delivered him up for us all. How shall he, not with him, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? How, I mean, if he'll give Jesus for you, Surely he loves you. Surely he loves you. Great friend of mine is here today. I hadn't treated him like that lately. I was supposed to call him back two weeks ago, but David Dilly walked in this, this morning from India. God's been using you, brother, and I'm gracious for you. I'll never forget when we sat over there in India one time, and I don't know that you were with us, but I think we were in Kanpur or Delhi, but you, we were there to see you and other people and encourage you. I'll never forget sitting down with a family, had all these idols in their home. They call them idols there. It's not a bad term to them. It's just that's their idol. That's what they worship, false gods. Bow down to them. They won't have any food for their kids, and they'll offer it to idols. Am I telling the truth? Terrible. 
we explained who Jesus was and what I just explained and talk about him giving his own son. Would you like to receive him, we ask? Would you like to turn from those false idols and turn to Jesus Christ who will save you? And they said, we're not ready. I said, well, could you tell me, could you tell me this? Could you tell me what is the difference in what I've explained to you, the God that I've explained to you, the real God, and the gods that you worship, these idols. You know what they said? It was one of the most fascinating answers I've ever gotten in my life. They said, well, the difference is that our gods want us to constantly give things to them. Your God is the only one. And they, by the way, have over 330 million gods. They worship everything that moves or breathes and some things that don't move. But he said, your God is the only one who gave up everything and sacrificed himself for us. Let's pray. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, God sacrificed his son for you. God sacrificed his son for you. Would you be saved? Right now, where you are, now, let me just be clear. I'm not talking about getting religious. I'm not talking about joining this church. All those are secondary issues. They They don't even matter right now. What I'm talking about is just you, just Jesus, and you acknowledging what he's done for you, and you humbly saying, Lord, I've sinned. And I ask you to save me. Would you do that right now? Would you mean it with all your heart? Don't just repeat words, but you got to really mean it. And pray to him. Don't just say words, but really say that. He longs to hear this phrase from you. He loves you. Would you say, dear Lord Jesus, I've sinned. And I'm sorry for my sins. And Lord, I turn to you today, Jesus. I believe you died for me. And I believe you're alive. And today, I ask you, Lord, and you can pray this, Lord, please save me. Lord Jesus, please save me. I commit my life to you. Thank you, Lord, for saving and forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen.